Hi everyone, this is Rachel Dunstan. Thank you for joining me for my project. I do want to give a disclaimer that although I'm here to give you some helpful hints and ways to help you have a better mental health outlook, this is not um, intended to replace um, professional help. If you are in crisis or you feel like you cannot keep yourself safe or anyone else safe, please call 911 or go to the nearest emergency room or call the National Crisis Line at 1-800-273-8255. I'd also like to remind you that UMSL does provide counseling services and they can be reached at 314-516-5711. They're open Monday through Friday, 8.30 to 4.30. Your safety is of utmost importance. Thank you for listening. everyone. I hope that you've been well and healthy and that you've been able to use this Envelo application and um, incorporate mindfulness and cognitive reframing into your daily life to help reduce your stress and aid in your mental well-being. Um, if not, no judgment, no guilt, just something to think about adding to your, your daily routine. Um, thank you for listening to my first podcast and and coming back to the second podcast. Um, This podcast is going to focus on the importance of sleep, nutrition, and exercise for stress reduction and um, mental well-being. You know, as we all know, stress and anxiety can cause many sleepless nights. Sleep is a necessary human function. It allows our brains to recharge and our bodies to rest. When we do not sleep long or well enough, our bodies do not get the full benefits of sleep, such as muscle repair and memory consolidation. Sleep is so crucial that even slight sleep deprivation or poor sleep can affect memory, judgment, and mood. In addition to feelings of listlessness, chronic sleep deprivation can contribute to health problems, from obesity to high blood pressure to safety risks while driving. Research has shown that most Americans would be happier, healthier, and safer if they were to sleep an extra 60 to 90 minutes a night. This year's Stress in America survey shows that stress may be interfering with American sleep. I'm assuming that as grad students and mostly working adults uh, who may or may not have families and other responsibilities that uh, our stress is probably interfering with our sleep. So here's some steps that can lead to better sleep. Create a relaxing sleep environment. Keep your bedroom dark, cool, and as quiet as possible. And keep electronics such as computer, TV, and phones out of the bedroom. Exposure to stimulating objects and lights from computer and TV screens can affect levels of melatonin, a hormone that regulates your body's internal clock. Don't discuss or deal with stressful or anxiety-inducing situations right before bedtime. Just as exercise can increase energy levels and body temperature, discussing difficult topics will increase tension and may provoke a racing heartbeat. Protect the quality of your sleep by dealing with any stressful topics long before bedtime. Set a sleep schedule. Maintain a regular 
sleep routine. Go to bed and get up around the same times each day, even on weekends. Don't go to bed too early. If you hit the sack before you're sleepy, you might lie in bed awake and start to feel anxious, and that will only make it more difficult to drift off. Limit your naps. Late afternoon naps can interfere with nighttime slumber. Maintain a regular exercise routine. Research shows that exercise increases total sleep time, particularly the slow wave sleep that's important for body repair and maintenance. However, don't exercise too late in the day. Working out close to bedtime can boost your energy levels and body temperature, which could make it harder to fall asleep. Avoid late night meals and, al and alcohol consumption. Skip heavy meals before bed and limit alcohol. Even if a cocktail seems to help you fall asleep, it can interfere with sweet sleep quality and disrupt sleep later at night. Curb nicotine and caffeine use. These stimulants can make it harder to fall asleep and stay asleep, especially if consumed late in the day. Schedule downtime before bedtime. Setting aside time to unwind, quiet your mind, will help you get to a sleepy state of mind. This would be a great time to use the Synvelo app for meditating or mindfulness and or the breathing exercise part. Um, if you find that your mind is preoccupied by these stressors in bed, try to use the app. Um, the following asleep meditation and tools section in your of your Synvelo app would be the great a great place to start. Don't check the clock. Tallying how much time you're losing can create anxiety and make it harder to fall asleep. And take notes. If you can't stop the stream of thoughts, get up and write them down. Tell yourself you can check the list in the morning. From a young age, we're taught that eating well helps us look and feel our physical best. What we're not always told is that good nutrition significantly affects our mental health too. A healthy, well-balanced diet can help us think clearly and feel more alert. It can also improve concentration and attention span. Conversely, an inadequate diet can lead to fatigue, impaired decision-making, and can slow down reaction time. In fact, a poor diet can actually aggravate and may even lead to stress and, and depression. Sugar and processed foods may contribute to mood disorders, including anxiety and depression. When we're feeling stressed or depressed, it's often processed foods we reach for in search of a quick pick-me-up. During busy or difficult periods, a cup of coffee stands in for a complete breakfast and fresh fruits and vegetables are replaced with high fat, high calorie fast food. When we're feeling down, a pint of ice cream becomes dinner or you skip dinner altogether. According to the American Dietetic Association, uh, people tend to either eat too much or too little when they're depressed or under stress. Eating too much and you'll find yourself dealing with sluggishness and weight gain. Eating too little and the result the resulting exhaustion makes this a, a very hard habit to break. In either case, poor diet during periods of stress and depression only makes matters worse. This, is, this cycle is a vicious one, but it can be overcome. 
To boost your mental health, focus on eating plenty of fruits and vegetables, along with foods rich in omega-3 fatty acids such as salmon, dark, dark green leafy vegetables in particular are brain protective. Nuts, seeds, and legumes such as beans and lentils are also excellent brain foods. Maybe it will surprise you to know that you can use mindfulness when it comes to eating. Um, if, if you're ready to give it a try for your next meal, try the following six simple rules for mindful eating. Put away your devices. Mindful eating is about focusing on just one thing at a time. So shelve your to-do list, step away from your computer, put down your phone and close your book. Find a pleasant place to eat, whether it's a park bench at lunchtime or a seat in the kitchen, and let your mind start to focus on the process of eating. Go slow. Set a timer to 20 minutes. Then take all of that time to eat a normal-sized meal. Slowing down makes you more mindful of what you're doing and really makes you focus on what you are eating. It might help to hold the fork in your non-dominant hand or to use chopsticks to emphasize this less hurried pace. You can also try putting your fork down after each bite or taking frequent sips of water to cleanse your palate. Save each bite. Savor each bite. Take a few seconds to examine your food. Smell it and savor that first bite as you start chewing. Are you eating something crunchy like celery? How does that feel in your mouth against your teeth? Or are you eating something smooth like yogurt? Notice the way it feels against your tongue. Continue to take small bites, chewing well and enjoying the different textures and flavor. Tune into your body. Halfway through your meal, ask yourself if you are still hungry or whether you're reaching a point of satisfaction where you could stop eating and be okay. Really listen to your body and stop eating when you feel neutral, not stuffed. Then think about how you feel when your meal is done. Do you feel bloated or tired after having a plate of fries or half the bread basket? Does a salad full of fresh vegetables help you feel energized? Listening to your body cues after eating specific foods is a key component to mindful eating. Plan out your meals. Know roughly what you are going to eat for the next few days by planning out your main meals. Write down what you want to make for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. This way, you'll be making sure you're eating a balanced diet and getting the right nutrients. Finding your perfect portion. Measuring out your food and sticking to that allotted portion will allow you to better appreciate each bite you take. Follow this guide to keeping your portions in perspective. A cup of cereal is the size of your fist. One pancake is the size of a CD. A half a cup of rice, half of a baseball. Three ounces of meat, a deck of cards. Three ounces of fish, a checkbook. Salad, two fists, a slice of bread, a flat hand, one spoon of peanut butter, a thumb.
This next section in the podcast, we're going to discuss exercise and its effects on your mental well-being. When you have stress in your life or depression or anxiety, I know that exercise often seems like the last thing you want to do. But once you get motivated, exercise can make a big difference. Exercise helps prevent and improve a number of health problems. I know we all know this just from being a nurse. Exercise helps with high blood pressure, diabetes, arthritis. Research on depression, anxiety, and stress when related to exercise shows that psychological and physical benefits of exercise can also help improve mood and reduce anxiety. The links between depression, anxiety, stress, and exercise aren't exactly clear, but working out and other forms of physical activity can definitely ease symptoms of depression or anxiety and make you feel better. Exercise might also help keep depression and anxiety from coming back once you are feeling better. Regular exercise may help ease depression, stress, and anxiety by releasing feel-good endorphins, or maybe just taking your mind off of your worries so that you can get away from that cycle of negative thoughts. Regular exercise has many psychological and emotional benefits. It can help you gain confidence, get more social interaction, cope in a healthy way. Some reasons research shows that physical activity such as regular walking, not just formal exercise programs, may help improve mood. The word exercise may make you think of running laps around the gym, but exercise does include a wide range of activities that boost your activity level to help you feel better. Certainly running, lifting weights, playing basketball, and other fitness activities that get your heart pumping can help. But so can physical activities such as gardening, washing your car, walking around the block, or engaging in less intense activities. Any physical activity that gets you off the couch and moving can improve your mood. You don't have to do all your exercise or physical activity at once. Broaden how you think of exercise and find ways to add small amounts of physical activity throughout your day. For example, take the stairs instead of the elevator, park a little farther away from work to fit in a short walk, or if you live close to your job, consider biking or walking to work. Doing 30 minutes or more of exercise a day for three to five days a week may significantly improve depression, stress, and anxiety symptoms. But smaller amounts of physical activity, as little as 10 to 15 minutes at a time, may make a difference. It may take less time exercising to improve your mood when you do more vigorous activities such as running or biking. The mental health benefits of exercise and physical activity may last only if you stick with it over a long term. Another good reason to focus on finding activities that you enjoy Starting and sticking with exercise routine or regular physical activities can be a challenge. These steps can help. Identify what you enjoy doing. Figure out what type of physical activities you're most likely to do. And think about when and how you'd be, you'd be most likely to follow through. Set reasonable goals. Don't think of exercise or physical activity as a chore. It shouldn't be another should. 
Rather, look at its exercise and physical activity the same way you look at anything else. Just another way to help you get better. Analyze your barriers. Prepare for setbacks and obstacles and give yourself credit for every step in the right direction, no matter how small. If you skip exercise one day, that doesn't mean you can't maintain an exercise routine and you might as well quit. Just try again the next, the next day. This concludes the second podcast. If you've made it this far, thank you so much. Stay safe, be well, be kind to yourself and others.